today was not a good game for us. I'll just leave it at that. We, we'll take the win for sure, and we'll never, you know, we won't remember it, you know, in a little while. It'll be two points, but we, we were not in sync. We were a little off tonight, um, for really, for most of the game. We had a couple, uh, I thought the Trocheck line was really good throughout the whole game, and then we were good in spurts, but not, not good enough, really. I thought we got kind of fortunate tonight, but, uh, well, you heard head coach Rod Brendamore really not happy with his team's performance tonight. And with reason, just a sloppy game from the Hurricanes. But the important thing is two points on the road. And again, with all divisional games this year, that's all that matters, two points. And Brendamore talked later in his press conference, which we'll get to, uh, just about how key that one point is. Uh, you know, it usually is. An important point every year, but just getting to overtime and getting another point, you know, that's that's massive in these games. Welcome into the Stormwatch's post-game show. I'm Miles Conrad. Canes win four to three in the shootout, and you know, James Reimer kept the Hurricanes in this game, man. Just like last game, just just an incredible performance. Stellar saves. Slowing the game down when he needed to. Man, does he ever control a game? I mean, whether it was in overtime when he could see the tired bodies out there, it was just a good performance from James Reimer. And that's what we need now with, you know, Mrazek could be could be out a while now. Uh, we didn't get any word after the game, and we probably won't get any word for another, I don't know, three to five days. Um, we know this may require surgery, uh, which will probably put Mrazek out at least two months. Uh, so you got to have solid goaltending. And, you know, Reimer, he's started well, and he's he's continuing his uh, great start to the season. So uh, we, can, we can review this game, go back to the first period. And, yes, the Hurricanes did go up 2-0, but, man, it felt like Chicago was controlling this game the whole time. Um, Chicago had speed the whole game and you know like we said in our preview you know Chicago's not as good as they used to be but man with Duncan Keith and Patrick Kane you know they're going to play fast and they did but starting off the scoring was Svechnikov continuing his point streak it was his fifth of the year with again great setups from Jordan Stahl I don't want to hear any more hate about Jordan Stahl. This is the best start to the season I think he's had in a Hurricanes uniform. And, man, the plays he is making, holy cow. Um, passes have been just crisp. And, I mean, he's scoring too, but, man, he's just he's in the right spot every time you need him to be. And Warren Fogle gets his first point of the year uh, coming back off of the uh, COVID list. And we'll get to the performance of the uh, the players returning soon. I thought Fogel had a really good game. I think he had a bunch of chances. And speaking of Fogel, he comes down to get his first goal of the season. Again, uh, assisted by Jordan Stahl and Brady Shea getting in on the action. So that's great. So that's another player coming back off the COVID list, getting into the plays. So, uh, I mean, with, you know, Three quarters of the way through the period, it was a 2-0 lead for the Hurricanes. Um, but they weren't getting a lot of shots. I mean, 
when they scored that second goal, that was like the Hurricanes' fifth or sixth shot, and Chicago had already eclipsed the 10 to 12 shot uh, mark. And they got rewarded on the power play. Uh, Philip Kurashev, I believe is how you say his name, got his fourth of the year uh, with the assist from Suter and Kubelik. Kubelik had a night, man. Um, And then right before the horn went off to end the period, Patrick Kane ties the game, his fifth of the year, with an assist going to Alex Debrinkat. And just like that, we're tied. And... You know, I, I think the Hurricanes did have some speed in the first, but, man, the second period just dragged on. You know, it, it almost felt like a practice, man. Like Chicago, and it felt like Chicago was, like, playing their second and third liners, and they were starting their first. Like, it was just completely controlled by Chicago. But, again, James Reimer keeping them in. So we get to the third period, still tied at twos. Vinny Trocek continues, man. What a year Vinny's having so far. He gets his fifth of the year with an assist to Nino. Again, Nino just flying like a missile out there. And Brett Pesci as well gets in on the assist. Um, and at that time, that was a that was a big goal because it felt like the Hurricanes were really just in quicksand, really, and just playing through mud. You know, everything had slowed down. Uh, you know, they're... There were a lot of critical mistakes by players coming back. I mean, you could see, you know, Vogel looked pretty good. Uh, Brady Shea looked pretty good. Martin Oak, I really only noticed once in the game. Excuse me. And then, you know, Jacob Slavin did not have his best game. But you know what? We expected that. You're coming, you know, coming off the COVID list. I mean, that's, that's tough to go right into a full-speed game, and especially the way the Hurricanes usually play. But, I mean, we knew we were going to get kind of a stinker. And, you know, the difference with this Hurricanes team is they can play through a stinker game and still find a way to at least get it to overtime and get a point in the standings and then maybe make it further. But with about 13 minutes gone uh, in the third, the Hurricanes had kind of gone on cruise control. They were trying to hold on to that 3-2 to lead. And... Dylan Strom ties it from Kubalik and Alex DeBrincat. That was Strom's fourth goal of the year. And now we're tied at threes. So we go to the overtime. And the overtime, you could feel. I don't know what Brenda Moore said, and I don't know what was said on the Chicago bench, but those, man, did they come out flying. So overtime, back and forth, two-on-ones, back and forth, Reimer, keeping the Canes in the game. He had two freezes that I thought were incredible. Um, Just slowing down the game, allowing for a timeout when they were hurt, uh, not hurt, but tired bodies on the ice. And that last minute, man, holy cow. It was, uh, man, they were were just flying out there. Um, Back and forth, Ajo had a few chances. Tavo had a couple chances. And, you know, it, it, it felt like the Hurricanes had found their game in overtime. So we get to the shootout. Well, Chicago decides to go first, and it's Alex DeBrincat. He comes down, and James Reimer makes a, a solid save on him. Next up, 
Uh, Brendan Moore sends out Dougie for their first shot, and Dougie goes down, looks at the five hole on Lincoln in, and it's it closed quick. So then uh, the Blackhawks bring out their big gun, Patrick Kane, and oh my god, <laughs> the handles that this guy has. I mean, are you kidding me? It was like he'd almost stopped in time. And James followed the whole time, and his glove was right on it. I mean, if, if you didn't see it, you have to look it up. And I guarantee it, it if it's not on SportsCenter's top plays, I mean, they don't cover hockey anyway, so it wouldn't be a shock. But, I mean, for him to stonewall Patrick Kane like that, that was that was one of the biggest saves he's made in a Hurricane uniform. You know, I know it's regular season, but... Man, you know, I mean, Reimer really did win this game himself. Um, so then Vinny Trocek comes in. He goes, tries to go five-hole two. Lincoln shuts him down. So Chicago sends out Dylan Strom to try and break the goose egg tie in the shootout. Another great save by Reimer. So Brenda Moore sends out Svechnikov. Now, Svechit had like two or three breakaway attempts and was just stoned by Lankinen. And Brendan Moore said in his postgame, which we'll get to in a bit, that he felt it was really just there's no way Svech can go 0 for tonight. There's just no way. He's got too much skill. And he would not. He comes in and just a laser pass Lankinen. And the Hurricanes... <laughs> I was going to say sneak out of town with uh, two points, but they're going to run it back in, uh, uh, what, two days on Thursday. So, you know, there there was something to like. There, there was a lot to really not like about this game. But we knew this was going to be a tough game with so many lineup changes and, and players who weren't, you know, maybe they weren't ready for full game time yet, but, you know. You, you're paid the big bucks. You got to come in, and I don't think we're gonna see uh, Slavin have a performance like that on Thursday. He's too good of a player to have that. And you know, again, Svechnikov stepping up when you need him. James Reimer again playing great. Now, I will say, I would imagine that Nedeljkovic gets the start on Thursday just to give Reimer a breather because the next game after that is, I believe, Columbus on Sunday. So, you know, if you can give him a, a nice long break, you know, I, I know Brendan Moore likes to keep them in a rhythm, but, I mean, Reimer has, you look at the last couple games, all going into shootouts and him winning both of them, I mean, he has got to be dead tired. So I wouldn't be shocked to see that. And I say that knowing as well, I, I think Brendan Moore would feel comfortable doing that because, Excuse me. Um, Lankinen will probably not get the start. He's played in a lot of games for Chicago. Um, so you'd have to think that Chicago's going to uh, gonna throw in one of their other guys who have not been great this year. But, you know, we'll just have to wait and see on that. The Stormwatch player of the game. You know, I know we usually do this at the end of the show, but I just have to have to give James Reimer some more credit. Um, you know, he was our player of the game last game against Dallas. And, again, I mean, just that save on Patrick Kane makes him the player of the game easily. 
you know, he's, he's been keeping Carolina in the game when they really didn't deserve to be so. And, you know, I, I think, I mean, what else can you say? Great saves and stonewalling one of the best shootout players in the league with one of the best shots in the league. I don't care that he's older and this isn't like the early 2010s Blackhawks. Patrick Kane still has a deadly shot, and we saw that earlier in the game. And his handles are still, you know, elite. So a great game from James Reimer. And, you know, it, it was great to see Fogel come in. And, you know, that's going to do a lot for his confidence coming back in after being away for a while. Same with Brady Shea. You know, there there was a lot to like. I, I think Brandon Moore was a little too hard on <laughs> on himself and the team. I mean, it was a sloppy game, but you know what, man? Good teams win those sloppy games. Sometimes you got to win a dirty game, you know, and that's what tonight was. They they weren't on their game, but they still found a way. And Trocek continues his just excellent streak. And Jordan Stahl, best start to a season that he's had in a Canes uniform, in my opinion. A lot to like in this game heading to Thursday's game. Some stats I did want to mention. This is going to sound crazy for Hurricane fans because, man, we went through those years where it felt like we couldn't buy a shootout win. Carolina is 8-0 in their last eight shootouts. Eight... Eight shootout wins in a row. That's incredible. I couldn't believe that when they flashed that graphic up on the screen. That's just unbelievable to me. You know, you could, you know, I mean, I remember, I don't know if it was like 2013 or 2014. It was either the late Kirk Muller days or early Bill Peters days. But I think it was against the Rangers. But Hurricane fans started to leave. Like, when it went to a shootout, Hurricane fans were leaving PNC Arena. And, I mean, I was, obviously, you know, I wasn't going to leave, even though I knew the outcome. You know, everybody knew the outcome. I mean, you know, if you could have done live a live bet back then, anybody, I would have taken an 0-82 team to score in the shootout and beat the Hurricanes. It was like psychological. It was crazy. Um, couldn't buy one. So eight shootout wins in a row is just just a crazy stat. So some other stats we can look at. Svetch and Trocek are leading the team with five goals up there as well. Niederreiter with four. Dezingle's got two. Ajo only has one. But remember, Ajo has made a lot of fantastic passes this year, and he's been setting a ton of plays up. And, you know, this early in the year to already be putting up goals like that is just fantastic. Looking at point streaks, Jordan Stahl is continuing his point streak, uh, now on a four-game point streak. Sveshnikov has five goals in seven games this season. Svech also had six shots tonight as well as the winning goal and two hits, including a monster hit, uh, I believe, in the second period. Warren Fogle coming back, and and listen to this, guys. This was his first game since January 18th. So he's really been out of commission for a a long, long, long time. Uh, Sveshnikov also, I don't know if you all saw, um, Svech was thinking about doing the uh, 
lacrosse goal. And you can see, I mean, how quick he can pull that up and get ready to go is like crazy. And you could see um, uh, Chicago's goaltender like already prepare for it, like throw his shoulders up. So I thought that was uh, I thought that was pretty great. But let's get to our press conference. Let's hear from Svechnikov uh, just about getting the players back and his shootout goal tonight. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough game for us, you know, and uh, it was kind of back and forth. Uh, we scored, they scored. It was a tough game, like I said, and uh, I mean, uh, we, we tried to play the right game, you know, and just dump it in and uh, get that puck and uh, put it on the net, and uh, if, uh, we got lucky there. Yeah, I mean, uh, they played a good game, you know, and uh, they was hard on us. They was uh, stay, stayed above us, and uh, that's why it was a hard game, and, uh, you know, we got to prepare for next game and uh, watch, watch the clips a little bit and uh, be ready for since uh, first minute. Yeah, for sure, you know, we already two years together with this uh, team and uh, we know each other, we feel each other, you know, obviously they brought uh, lots of energy and uh, it was a good game for us and uh, good to see them back. Yeah, actually, I didn't know that goal and, uh, you know, I tried actually in a game a couple times that move, but uh, it didn't go and uh, I decided to try the third time and uh, maybe he knew like I'm going to, I'm not going to do that move and, uh, you know, I did, it was a great try for me. And then we'll keep the press conference section pretty short tonight. Let's go to the head coach, Rod Brendamore. We already heard his a little bit of his thoughts on tonight's game, but thoughts on Reimer, Svechnikov, and just everything that was running through his mind after the game. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. That, uh, we don't see anymore. I mean, there's still a few of those guys out there, but he's a special player. We know that. I mean, you know, uh, I can't say enough good things about him, so... I feel like I've talked about him forever, and he's only been here a few years, but, um, you know, he's a game changer. Uh, I, I, you know what, I, I always see him play well. I, I think uh, I think everybody gets kind of caught up in points to, to bat to play well, and that's not really how I judge it. You know, it's uh, he's, he's always plays well, and it's nice to see him get on the score sheet. But if you really watch his game, he's <laughs> he's had those chances and uh, and he sets up people like all the time. It's just the last little while, for whatever reason, that things have been going in here for him and getting points. But uh, you know, he is he is very very valuable to us, no doubt. Yeah, that's a good point. You know, I think that's definitely turned in our favor. Um, and that's all, that goes to with the talent that we have now. You know, the, the overtime and shootouts, that's that's a talent show. You know, that's really what's going on there. There's not a heck of a lot of coaching going on. I mean, we, you know, three on three, there's little things here and there. But at the end of the day, it's your best players going against the other team's best players. And, um, you know, we've got some good ones. It's funny. I don't really know what his, his record is on the shootouts. I, I have to look it up. I haven't checked it here in a while. But... I, I, the reason I went with him, he was having a good feel. I thought he had a good thing going, and he had missed, like, three breakaways. Like, you know, he was right on the goalie three. I'm like, there's no way he goes 0 for 4 on me. You know what I mean? It was just like, he, he's too good. So that's kind of was the thing there. But, uh, you know, like I said, we've got a, we got a lot of options, which is something that I probably didn't have in the past. Now it's time for our question segment before we say good night. Our first question comes in from Dave. Dave asks, what did you think about the slow stars from the players coming back, particularly Slavin? 
Well, Dave, I think I kind of already answered that. Um, you know, I didn't expect them to come back uh, with a, a ton of pace, obviously. Um, you know, I think it was just, you know, you, you got to get back into game speed, and the only way to do that is just, you know, dive in the deep end. So, you know, and I think Brendan Moore did a good job of shaking up the lines when he could see it was going bad, particularly in the second period, and then uh, in overtime, changing up the lines, you know, Slavin didn't get a ton of time in overtime, and when he did, he had a couple turnovers, as well as his one bad turnover that led to a goal, which is extremely uncharacteristic. Um, so I don't think I don't think Brenda Moore made the moves to kind of send a message to Slavin because he knows how good of a player he is, you know, and really, you know, Dougie's usually a good enough defenseman to pick up the slack, but. You know, Chicago was a great team tonight. Um, you know, this game kind of reminded me of that second game against Detroit. And that's when I was like, oh, okay. So, again, I, I say this knowing Detroit's on a six-game losing streak. You know, I, I, didn't, I don't think they're as bad of a team as, as people want them to be. You know, I like I think Ottawa is a much worse team than Detroit. Um, and I think I think Chicago's a lot better than Detroit. You know, they may be sharing the basement in this division, but that's more of, holy cow, the Central is stacked with talent. You know, we, you know, the Hurricanes dominated Dallas, and then we see Dallas going to Columbus tonight and dominate them. Like this is, this is going to be a very competitive division. Um, but anyways, I I say all that to say. Chicago is a lot better of a team than I think they're getting respect for. And, you know, it, it's going to be a tough game. And I think Thursday is going to be a tough game as well. So, you know. But, anyways, to answer your question, man, I, I just – I don't know. I think it was one of those where Brandon Moore really just had to say, all right, you all all want to play. Let's get you in the lineup. Let's see what you can do. We saw what they could do, and you improve for the next game. Last question of the night comes from Bailey. Bailey said, what do you think about the special teams tonight? Well, um, <laughs> you know, penalty kills tough, especially when you're playing Patrick Kane. Um, you know, I think, again, a lot of the players that were on the penalty kill were players that were coming back tonight. Um, so, you know, I didn't think it was bad by any means, and I didn't think our power play was bad by any means either. I, I think it's, you know, all credit to Chicago for playing just a great game and a game that Chicago probably should have won. Um, you know, I mean, I think if Chicago had a little bit more talent and, and frankly, if James Reimer wasn't in goal, I think Chicago would have won this game by two or three goals, to be completely honest with you. And I don't say that to sound like a – you know, uh, like a Debbie Downer. I just think watching that game, I was like, holy cow, there's going to be a goal explosion soon from Chicago. You could just feel it. And, and again, all credit to James Reimer because, man, without him, this was an automatic L for the Canes. So I think that just about does it for our post-game show. Again, Stormwatch player of the game. James Reimer with, again, just an absolutely epic save on Patrick Kane in the shootout. Your goal scorers tonight. First for the Canes, Svechnikov from Stalin Fogel. 
Then Fogel from Stall and Shea makes it 2-0. The Blackhawks answer with Kurashev on the power play from Suter and Kubalik. And then Kane from Debrincat ties it up before the first period buzzer. We go to the third period. Vinny Trocek continues his great season with his fifth goal of the season from Nino and Pesci. And Chicago ties it up with Dylan Strom, his fourth of the year from Kubalik and Debrincat. We go to the shootout. Patrick Kane shoots second for the Blackhawks. James Reimer shuts him down. And then Sveshnikov comes out after getting shut down on three breakaways throughout the game. He finds an opening on Lankanen and fires it home. Canes win 4-3 to three in the shootout over Chicago. Our player of the game, James Reimer, will have a full-length episode of the Stormwatch dropping tomorrow. Reviewing the last week, the Tampa Bay game, the Dallas series, as well as tonight's Chicago game, and getting you ready for game two of this series. We'll see you tomorrow, and like always, Thursday night after the Hurricanes take on the Blackhawks. Final count from the United Center, Carolina Hurricanes four, the Chicago Blackhawks three in the shootout. Thanks again for listening to the Stormwatch Post Game Show with Miles Conrad.